Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Little Women. We are three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world. Be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to hear about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us, but also you guys, giving an endearing insight into their lives. Welcome back or to our podcast if you're new. Before we get into today's episode, which is very, very exciting, we want to talk to you guys about Seasonal Podcast. So Seasonal is a podcast filled with laughter and relatability and is hosted by Naomi and Martha. They're two high school girls just trying to make it by. And the hosts remind me of us and how we started the podcast. We were just three girls in lockdown just trying to find something to do. So if you enjoy our episodes, you'll definitely love theirs. It's very chatty, conversational. So join them each week on Tuesdays as they discuss topics varying from new trends to recent news, life updates and the struggles of being a teenager in the 21st century. Definitely check the links down below that we'll have in the description, but for now, I hope you guys all enjoy today's episode. In today's episode, we are joined by Coco and Jocelyn from Picnic and Chill. Picnic and Chill is a San Francisco-based luxury picnic planning company, which specialises in creating unique experiences for all sorts of occasions. Since starting their business in October 2020, these girls have created picnic experiences that have got them viral on TikTok and even featured in Business Insider. They share with us how they came up with the idea for the brand, what it's like to be a luxury picnic planner and their tips on starting a business. Coco and Jocelyn, thank you so much for being here with us today. We're huge fans of your TikToks. <laughs> um, so I think we'll go... <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, so I think we'll go straight into the questions then. Um, so could you define for our listeners what a luxury picnic planner is? Yes. Uh, so a luxury picnic planner is we basically plan picnics um, all over um, the area that we live in. And uh, we just make it kind of a little bit fancier and a little bit more special because usually when people hear picnics, they're just like, oh, it's just like a blanket and maybe a little picnic basket and some food, small bites. But we take it to the next level. So we really <laughs> do want to make it a little bit more special, a little bit more unique so that you can definitely use that this chance to celebrate um, any special moments like anniversaries or birthdays, baby showers. So we really took it up a little bit and um, we're making it more special. So hence luxury picnic planner. <laughs> Well, I have seen some of your posts on Instagram and it does look very luxuri- luxurious. <laughs> um, so what does a typical typical day in the life of a picnic planner look like? Um, I would say a typical day, it, it is a long day. There's a lot of um, parts of it that people don't see because there's a lot of back end stuff like preparing the picnics, um, cleaning up the picnics, sanitizing, especially during COVID, sanitizing, cleaning, all the stuff um that we use but a typical day i would say we check our emails we make some phone calls make sure the schedule is right um and then we have to text the client uh, make sure they know where they're going send them a location they meet up with us and then we, we have two hours to wait so usually me and coco will like go get boba or food lunch um find some wi-fi so we can answer more emails take lots of pictures, make TikToks, like there's so many things, um, edit our photos, post our photos, um, all that stuff. And then when we go back to the picnic, we have to clean everything up and it's just me and Coco right now. So there's just a lot of things that, you know, we have to do other than just setting it up. 
So how did how did you come up with the idea to start planning luxury luxury picnics? Um, the pandemic. Uh, we started back in October 2020, so it's only been a few months, and uh, we didn't know that we were gonna get this big. And we are definitely very overwhelmed with all the love. And we started because Jaws and I were like, dude, like there's really nothing to do, and we want to still make these little moments count. Um, like her, one of our friends, her wedding was postponed because of COVID, so we're like, why not celebrate it? So why not do something small but safe, and we can still like get together everyone in a safe way. And that's how uh, Picnic and Chill was born. Well, we have a follower question. So Diana asked, once you came up with the concept and the idea and everything, how long did it take you to actually set up your business? Um, how long it took? I mean, we it was really random. Like me and Coco, we, we saw each other every weekend because we're really close friends. And we kind of just like talked about it. And then we literally like, I think we went to go buy like our first decor item like the next day and we're like okay let's just go see what there is like we'll just like take a look you know and then like we just saw all these things and we just kept going from store to store to store and we're like okay well we're like this deep in like we're just gonna do it (laughs) so it happened pretty fast I would say like but it definitely took like about a month or two to like gather everything you know create our website our forms like all this stuff so it took a good like I would say a month and a half to really like nail like to really open a bit our business yeah well even though the idea was quite recent because of everything that happened in 2020 have you always wanted to do something like this have you always kind of wanted to go down this career path um for me this is my full-time job as of right now and before this job I actually was a event planner already for a bigger company a real company and (laughs) so this is something that's been very passionate of mine and I've been I always love doing events and weddings and just event planning in general but I know for Joss uh, she does have a full-time job so she can talk a little bit about her like what she likes to do and kind of like her career path um, yeah, so I do have my full time job still. I work at an influencer marketing um, like startup, and so for them, I do social media, and then I also help them plan events as well. So, me and Coco just like we both love like you know celebrating like birthdays, and we always like planning things, making things look cute, like making things look Instagram worthy, and you know just like hanging up decorations, whatever, all that good stuff. So. Um, yeah, so we just basically were like, dude, let's do it. Like, <laughs> well, even though- if not now, when? <laughs> well, even though you guys obviously have experience in planning, did you have any like initial setbacks when you first set up the business? Um, yeah, setbacks. Yes, we definitely have a lot. Um, I think it's a lot of tra- I remember when we first started, we were very discouraged because we weren't sure like how people would take it as like a luxury picnic. Mm-hmm. Um planning business uh, people yeah. don't really see the value some people don't really see the value in that so we really do try to set our prices and just show people that they are paying for what they get so that's kind of like the setback we've gotten and just we had to use our own money so we we didn't ask anyone for any money or borrow any money so everything was from our private um funds so it was kind of heartbreaking scary. to see and scary <laughs> when we're investing so much money into something that we can't see immediate results mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the only setbacks we've really had but through all the criticism we definitely um I think made a stronger business in general and overall we grew a lot because of that yeah so Marella asked what were the key things that you needed to plan and be sure of before kind of formally launching the business um I think the key things and we definitely again like learned along the way like what we could have done better but I think the key things really is like 
understanding like what we're getting into and like how much work it actually is like again it really it looks like like on my tiktoks and stuff it looks so easy right like i'm just like placing things but you should see us like in the back and we're like scrambling and it's just like so much it's like crazy but um i think the key things that we needed to make sure is that we had everything you know like the scheduling is a lot because I mean, we live, we don't live in SF, we live like 20, 30 minutes away. So figuring out like scheduling, like, hey, we have to get there an hour before, like, are we over booking? Are we under booking? Like, are we going all the way out there just for one picnic? Um, just kind of making sure that the time, like how much time we were putting into is worth it for us to do. Because it is a lot of work. And like, if we're going to go all the way out there for like one picnic, like what is worth it for us, you know, because we also have like other responsibilities and stuff like that, too. So um, just making sure it's worth it for us. It's organized and like me and Coco have like a good communication of like splitting everything because we are like, like both of us are owners. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess those would be like the key elements I would say. Yeah. So would you say that's the hardest part of what you do or is there anything else that you uh-huh. think is maybe like underestimated before people start a luxury picnic planning? <laughs> <laughs> I think the hardest part of what we do is just... Um, keeping up with everything in our lives um like joss mentioned it does seem like you know she's just placing things and she can literally do a picnic with one hand because like, everyone's like commenting like oh she can just set up a picnic with one hand no like there's so <laughs> much that goes behind the scenes and i think we can never just fully talk about it like you, people will have to see us but besides like doing the cleaning and like the setting up and packing and like all of that stuff, we still have to go buy decor and people are very critical. So <laughs> we always have to like try to step it up a notch and like always have new things, new designs. So it's also like the pressure of like our audience too. And we want to keep our clients satisfied and provide the best service that we've and experience that we possibly can. So it's customer service is probably the hardest part and just always putting a smile on our faces even though sometimes we're just like dying we're like dying we're like so upset we're like no no like we just have to smile through it so I think it's just really dealing with the external pressure yeah it's probably the hardest part (laughs) definitely yeah so Marion asked um is there anything you wish you knew before you started um I yeah I mean I think it's it really I think we like both Coco and I we didn't think about like all the time that would actually <laughs> have, have to be put in um I know we de- I think we just were so excited so we were just thinking about like oh my god like it's so cute like this is gonna be so cute but we didn't realize like okay there's so many things like that we have to figure out where we're gonna put all the stuff like is my car gonna get like you know like scratches and just like all these like little things that we didn't think about so that would be like a huge advice like to give like anyone who wants to like get in this field or like you know event planning it is a lot of items and like all these items can't be missed right like there's so many things that are in one picnic package and like we've had so many like last minute we have to like go to like Safeway really (laughs) quick or like all these little things um, it's just a lot and like I think we like me and Coco both like learned how to like stay super organized as much as we can because yeah it's definitely really important to like stay organized and then on top of it because there's so many parts of like this business so well I know you spoke briefly about the cost of setting up business and how horrible it was to see the money like leaving your own personal accounts um, but Christina asked how do you keep your out of pocket out of pocket costs low 
Uh, for us, we just do everything ourselves. So <laughs> that's probably the most effective and efficient. And we use our own homes. So both Joss and I, we don't live together. So we both have our own homes. So we both store our picnic items in two different houses. And we both just drive our own cars to do the picnic. So we do try to keep our out-of-pocket costs as low as possible so that we can pocket the, <laughs> as much as we can and still have money left over to buy new decor and like, keep funding the picnic because yeah people just assume like oh you just buy one thing and you're basically using it over and over again but things do break things do get old wear and tear is obviously inevitable so we do have to keep buying new things and um so that's where all our money goes to and also like i think when we also like make a lot of our items like our table our yeah. arches and stuff like we spent time to like you know like we hand make it ourselves we, yeah we yeah. like handmade those so i think that was a big part of it too and um yeah yeah just try to be as i don't, I don't want to say frugal but that is what it is like we really do try to just maximize what we have on hand and make our cost as low as possible yes diy queens <laughs> yeah, <to see. laughs> so lottie asks how asked how do you decide on prices for picnic setups um for okay so for prices when we first started our prices were so different um because we had no idea what to expect of course we did look at you know like how much would this cost in like la or like how much was this would this cost um and and on top of that how much did does one picnic cost us like how much did we spend um that includes like labor costs um the t hours we're putting in to buy these things like that all has to be included right um, it's not just like all the items because we're driving there we're spending like four hours at the place all this good stuff so that's kind of where we calculated and came up with the price um in the beginning we were just super excited so we definitely had to change our prices up because we were like okay no like this <laughs> is a lot of work like that is not gonna cut it you know and there's two of us so we're like we need to change this but I think for now we're really happy with like our prices right now and I, we think that it's a, like a perfect price for what they get and some people might disagree but it's it works for us and I think that a lot of our clients do appreciate the price and they understand like why the price is what it is yeah. and they see it, the value in it yeah, they see the value in it. At the end of the day, like, yeah, it's a picnic, but it's it really, it's an experience that people get and they get to enjoy. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Especially since it's not just like an everyday type thing. Like you said, it's for like weddings and anniversaries. So I feel like exactly. the cost should reflect that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have another question and it's from Jordan. And they asked if it's worth investing money from the outset or to begin with more affordable alternatives and work your way up? I think definitely begin with more affordable alternatives and work your way up. Um, I think that goes up every sort of business, not just the picnic business or anything like that, service industry. But I think you should always start off being realistic. You know, it doesn't like not every business is going to be successful. And it's sad to say, but that is true. And I think it's important to kind of know that and kind of plan your way to around that so definitely start with more affordable alternatives and as your business grow as you get more clients and you get more income flowing in then you'll have more money and more um monetary value to your business so that you can actually use that kind of money and make your business even better and buy new things and invest into it so definitely start with more affordable alternatives and work your way up from there mm -hmm. um eileen asked if there's a lot of competition around your area and if so how do you compete 
Um, yeah, so that's a good question. There actually is a lot of other picnic businesses, but I mean, to, for, for us, like, I don't really think of it as like competition because everyone has their own style. So we never think of it like that. And, you know, every picnic company, they have their different like niche, right? Like some may look more like bohemian or like some may look more girly or like whatever it is. Everyone has their own style. And I guess if you would say like, how do we compete? I think just like staying original and like, you know, doing you and, um, and yeah, I mean, we see other picnic companies set up like near us all the time. And like, it's never like any hate. We're just like, oh, like, look at there. Like, it's so cool. Like, they have like this. And we like, yeah, we love to like see other picnic companies too, because I'm sure they work just as hard, you know, so mm-hmm. it's never like any hate. It's just all love. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are your best tips for marketing your business and gaining new customers? TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. That's how you guys found us. But yeah. uh, Joss is really good at TikTok, and she is our uh, marketing queen. I I am more like the back end girl. Okay, I don't really do the videos because I think I'm like a little bit older, so it's just not for me. But Joss is really good at it, so maybe Joss can kind of talk about um her marketing strategies. Uh, I think for marketing, it's really just like having like one tone and one theme like like you have to kind of know like what your audience is like what is the message at the end of the day like if your page is kind of all over the place it doesn't portray a message right so like if you're a makeup brand like in your you know like you have to kind of like take a step back and think about what the goal is and what the audience is and for, for picnics I mean like I'm still learning you know like how to market to like people who want to get picnics but definitely like what I've learned in my job like my day job is definitely you know take a step back with your brand find a tone find a theme and then kind of put together what it looks like and then just display that and I just thought like people might want to see like setting up like I don't know I just had like that idea because I was on like a few TikToks like they do like the behind the scenes (laughs) stuff and I was like honestly this is cool like I think people might want to see and like the little noises here and there and stuff like that so I just kind of ran with it and stuck with stuck with that same format so it was just one like if you go to my page like they're all kind of the same Mm -hmm. and so yeah and then for Instagram I would say again like just being very like knowing who your audience is, keeping in contact with them and engaging with them through your stories, like know when to post, know when it's not the right time to post. And um, yeah. Well, obviously, TikTok is a very small snippet of you guys setting up. So Diana asked, how many hours of your day does it actually take to set up a picnic? <laughs> a long time. Um, it depends on the size of the picnic. Uh, usually our picnics are just for two people most mostly, mm-hmm. but we do have some that are like four, six, eight people, and then those would definitely require a way longer time. But on the typical average, it does take us two hours to set up, and this is counting for like us gathering everything, packing the car, and then driving to the location, unloading the car, and then setting up the picnic. So that's like roughly two hours for each picnic. Mm-hmm. And then we do not use a truck. I think. It's but we just use our own cars and we drive like a sedan so nothing too crazy but we do have like a bigger party maybe for like six or more we do have to borrow like our mom's van or something but we do try to make it work and just use all our resources that we have available yeah well you guys mentioned earlier about storage space and how you kind of store things um at your just your houses and that's the question we got so I feel like instead of that um do you maybe have like um any plans to like expand in terms of like um catering for more people was that is that something you'd ever consider or not 
Yeah, no, that's definitely one of our goals. Um, we actually just landed our first like micro wedding. Um, it's like that's in the works. And I think a lot of people have just shifted into like thinking of how to plan their events because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so like for like bigger parties, like bachelorettes, like weddings, now people are thinking of like, you know, a picnic wedding. And so definitely our goal is to expand and like I'm running out of space in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> So we're definitely one day we hope to, you know, have like our own like warehouse or office. Um, I don't know when this day will come, but it's definitely something we would like to do long term and just kind of keep um, growing our event planning, keep growing like our services and just improve our business as a, like as a whole. Yeah. But for people that I don't think like they can warehouses are really expensive. I would yeah. definitely say like the with short-term storage units I think those are pretty useful and you can easily get in and out of those so maybe that could be a tip for someone that is starting and maybe they don't live in a, in a house and they live in an apartment so it's definitely like not as accessible maybe like mm -hmm. a short-term unit uh, storage unit would be a good idea for that yeah so we have another question from Diana and they asked how do you find spots to set up and what do you have to take into account when you're doing that um, a lot of different things. I remember I never knew how to read a compass. So I learned how to read a <laughs> compass. And yeah. that's simply because we needed to know, okay, long story short, when we set up a picnic, we don't want them to be directly in the sun, you know, because they're going to be there for two hours. We don't want them to be baking in the sun. So we're like, okay, let's find like a tree or like a building so that they ca it can provide some sort of shade. Um, but we didn't really remember, like kind of think about it, but the sun obviously moved, right? So we're like, wait, <laughs> the shade is going to move too. So that's how we learned to read a compass it's just like the really little things is what really I think makes the picnic more special and more unique like we really take account to everything you know not just like oh we found a patch of grass okay mm -hmm. it's gonna be there we think about oh is it next to a trash can or oh, if it is we should probably move further away because that's mm -hmm. kind of unpleasant you don't want to be smelling garbage <laughs> while you're having a street picnic or you know just like little things like that we do uh really just try to set up like a nice dry area of the grass near the shade you're not too far from the trash can if you need to go there but you know like all these little things we do take account and find the perfect spot for our picnic definitely like everyone who wants a picnic loves like views so we mm. have to find like it's not just like a park you know we have to find like a really cute view it's like the golden gate bridge or the dutch windmill so we've definitely had to like go on google maps and like look around our area like where would be a really cute view so that's definitely something else to take into account too and good yeah. weather. Good weather and good parking. <laughs> yeah. So how, um, this is actually another follow-up question from Jalissa, and they asked, how do you deal with weather, weather issues, like rain or wind or anything like that? Um, for weather, so it, it has been pretty rainy. Um, the weather here is very unpredictable because sometimes they'll <laughs> say it's raining and then it's not. So yeah. we usually, we let, we allow, <laughs> we allow our clients to um, re, re, uh, totally get a full refund one week prior. And this is only because it's one week is because we have to find someone else to take that slot. And a lot of people are trying to book. So if you're going to cancel on us like a day before, two or three days before, like we don't have time to go looking for somebody else. So that's our refund policy. And then for weather, if the day of your um, picnic booking if it's a little, if it seems like a little bit, you know, like foggy and stuff like that, we will allow them to get a full re uh, reschedule. But that's only if the picnic is not set up yet, because if the picnic is set up, like we've already like went out there, put in the work and um, it is unfortunate, but we can't really do anything on either. So definitely we tell our clients, like look into the weather um, 
a week before just look at the weather and if you you know don't like risk it if you see that it's gonna rain like 30 percent chance just reschedule it you know mm. i feel like that's definitely fair as well because obviously yeah, if it's already exactly. set up you're like all your work's gone into it yeah exactly yeah so do you have any further business advice for people wanting to start their own business so any do's or don'ts that you've learned over the time um I can start off first uh with some do's definitely just be brave and just do it um I see I know a lot of people they just kind of think like oh I want to do it but someone else already did it or I want to do it but I don't have the time for it don't make excuses just do it you know like if you never try how will you even know if it will succeed or not and in terms of don'ts, um, I guess just don't be scared into investing money. I talked about a lot of like money-related items, but money will definitely go, but it will also come back. So what you put in is what you get. Mm-hmm. So just don't be afraid and definitely set aside like a rainy day fund, you know, so you're not using everything you have, but also um, enough so that you can start your own business and chase your dreams. Because if you're not going to do it now, when are you ever going to do it? So that's some do's and don'ts for business. And then you also can share some as well. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like just going off of that, I agree. Like the first one, like don't be scared because like we've tried like so many other things like she would try to do lashing before I had like a printing company like it was just like a while <laughs> <and failed. Yeah. laughs> but we're here, we're here. <laughs> but, um, definitely like if there's something you're thinking about like something you saw on TikTok and you're like oh my god I want to do that or like how you girls started your podcast like you know like you never know until you try and like even if it fails like like at least you get to remember these like experiences or like oh my god like we learned how to like do this app or like all these things it's all knowledge and you know like the don'ts um I would agree like don't be scared to put in your money too because I mean if you're working hard like you're gonna like get what you deserve you know like you're gonna get that money back and even if you don't like like who cares you know like definitely it's a learning process and you're if you're young like start now try to do businesses and like if they fail then you just you know pick up your stuff and get back up again later on so yeah yeah well do you have any ideas or plans to expand your business and make it available in other areas we do we really do um i know you guys are not from here but we do want to expand to maybe socal or even other states um in the united states and we um it is a very big dream of ours and like we talked about earlier we want our own warehouse and office space so hopefully that will come hand in hand with expanding further into other areas we do get a lot of uh, messages asking if we'll be in new york which is literally like the other side of of the country so we really do want to and hopefully one day picnic and chill will be everywhere so anyone can enjoy from anywhere and not just in san francisco and the bay area yeah and like also i think yeah that that is definitely like one of our really big dreams too um it's just definitely been hard because it's just me and coco right now so we're slowly but surely like trying to expand our team but it's also hard to kind of find the right people and kind of like you know figure out like who we want who we need but definitely yes like we want to expand go to other places but i think since i mean we've only been open for i think three months three months (laughs) so it is something that a lot of people bring up and ask us if we are going to franchise all this stuff, but that's definitely yes. And we've been in the talks about it a lot. So we just need some more time to kind of figure out, you know, what that looks like um, and have us settled here in SF first, like completely. Um, But we also have an LA pop-up. We're going to LA the second week of March. 
So that should be kind of like an experience to see like what it's like, like how would this work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's a really good idea to expand. So I remember when I first came across you guys, I was like, we don't have anything like this in the UK. <laughs> and I was so you guys have to come yeah. here. What if, if, if Jen yeah. and Hannah ever do, I'm sure they'll work for you when you're bigger. <laughs> yeah, we would love to be hired. <laughs> um, well, for the final question, what has been your biggest highlight from creating this business so far? Wow, that, that's a, a lot, actually. Um, my biggest highlight is just seeing every all our clients happy and surprised and shocked like when they they obviously they see our work on instagram you know they know what they're getting before they pay us obviously to do the service but i think it's different when you see pictures online versus when you're actually there in person and it's your picnic um all our picnics are they look similar but we do have um kind of like every every picnic is different at the same time so we try to make things unique and um, create just different memories for everyone and when we see our clients faces that is probably the most like that's like that's like that's it for me you know that's why I do what I do and that's why I put in all this work like Joss and I we sometimes we go to sleep thinking about picnics (laughs) we wake up thinking about picnics we dream about picnics like I I don't I don't know if I'm ever gonna want to have like like our lives have just been consumed by our picnic business and I mean I'm not complaining I'm definitely like very very grateful but I think just seeing our clients' response and ha- their feedback and how like how much fun they had and what an experience it was, um, that's what our my biggest highlight is from this business, and I'm really happy that I we gotta be a part of that. Yeah, it's so funny because yeah. like I think one time I was like, Coco, like, do you like think about picnics like all the time? Because <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it, even if we're like done with everything we have to do. I'm just like just like it's just there. there's more yeah there's always more and like I just can't stop thinking about it and um definitely the highlight is I remember the first time like the first ever clients that we got like the we like set it up the first time and it we and they got there and it was a surprise like we were both like oh my god like this is happening like this is really happening right now they're like so like every little thing we picked out every single item that we got like just like seeing it in front of us and making our first like you know like sale I would say it was just crazy I think another highlight was definitely when we hit 10k on Instagram we were because we have screenshots or Coco has screenshots of like every, every like 1,000 like I remember when we first started we we were like let's do a giveaway when we hit like 500 followers and then like and then, and then it just, went, it just like, went like, we're like, okay, that's way too fast. We're not ready for a giveaway. Yeah, we're like, okay, yeah, like, we can't do this yet. And then, and, or also, like, when my first TikTok went viral, like, the day in the life of a luxury picnic planner, I was like, oh, my God, like, is this we, really happening We were getting, like, <laughs> like, I don't even know how to explain, but we got so many bookings. Like, Joss and I were so overwhelmed. Yes, we're like, I was There's like, no oh, my God, like, <laughs> TikTok is just like crazy like that was that was definitely a huge highlight like my phone like was non-stop going off like every time we would scroll on Instagram we got like so many followers like it was just an insane feeling and I didn't think that this would ever happen to me because I've seen people go viral like that like businesses and stuff and I was just like wow this is happening yeah this but is this happening. I think oh another one more highlight I think is um us making it onto business insider article oh, yeah 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 um that was a huge one for us yeah. and we are just crazy. yeah we are just like 
over the moon. I remember when we first saw that um, they reached out to us and they asked if we wanted to do it. Yeah. We called each other and we were just screaming <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> could not believe yeah, it. Coco called me and we ha- I had just woken up. She's like, did you see? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, check your email right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Business Insider wrote an article about us and that is just, that's what we needed to end 2020. And I think yeah. stepping into this new year, we are going to do even better and bigger and big things are coming for us for our picnic and chill yeah well that's honestly like such an inspiring story i didn't even realize you guys started yeah. only so recently i so thought you've been doing this for ages <laughs> that's what it feels like, <laughs> it feels like yeah. <laughs> well yeah i mean if you're thinking about picnics like all day every day <laughs> it probably does yeah <laughs> Um, so before we leave the episode, do you guys want to take a minute to tell our listeners where they can find Picnic and Chill and where they can find you on social media or everything like that? Yeah. Um, so we have a few social medias. You can follow us on Instagram at Picnic and Chill with an N in the middle. Um, and then our website is picnicandchill.space. Um, on TikTok, it is my account. I like So we just kind of kept it that way. But it's Jossie, J-A-U, three C's and Y. Um, and, yeah. and then our email, if you want to email oh, yeah. us, um, is picnic and then and like a n d chill at <laughs> gmail.com. I know it's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you can, we are definitely very responsive through DMs, uh, emails, even phone calls, texting, anything. So if you, if anyone has any other questions, like feel free to reach out to us. We would be more than happy to answer any. And um, yeah. And sometimes we go live on TikTok yes. or Instagram yes. and we kind of show like, the client's reaction or kind of the behind the scenes so yeah <laughs> yeah all of us well, on I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely I mean I really love your guys social medias like like you were saying earlier about the whole finding like a theme and a tone and everything I feel like you've got that like so well and that's why I love the whole brand <laughs> thank you Hannah <laughs> you are hired <laughs> moving to America right Yeah, this now. isn't a podcast. This is a job interview. <laughs> She's just booked her plane ticket. She's on her way. <laughs> um, well, I'll leave all the links in the podcast description so anyone listening who wants to find out more um, can go and check it out. Um, but thank you guys again so much for joining us. We've absolutely loved talking to you. Thank you guys so much. You girls are so cute. And like, we were so excited to even, this is our first podcast. So we thought you guys were so cute. No way. <laughs> yes. yes. Hopefully first of many. Oh. Thank you so much for having us. And yeah, we were so happy. Like just talking about our experience. It's kind of definitely nice to kind of think about all the memories <laughs> and just yeah. enjoying that memory. Bro. Even though it's been like three months, but definitely um, we really enjoyed this podcast as well great thank you so much and um if you guys want to follow us on instagram it's at the little women podcast and we'll see you guys in our next episode Bye. bye thank you guys for listening to today's episode if you want to find us elsewhere you can follow our instagram at the little women podcast where you can ask future guest questions hear about new episodes coming up and also see what we get up to behind the scenes make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a five star rating we upload every other sunday so we'll see you then for a brand new episode